You're listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Kobernack. It is our desire that you will be helped by this Bible message. We're going to turn uh, to Psalm 51 in your Bibles, and I do want to say I believe then, uh, unless we have, you know, flight cancellations or something, I think this is the last service for the uh, Futurals. They'll be flying out. Hope you pray for them. And then for the Reyeses, this will be their last service with us. And then um, Riley and Izzy, we got, we got one of you for Sunday? Okay. Well, we're, we've enjoyed having you all back uh, for break. And uh, Miss Jamie got your mom, which you're not a guest anymore. You might as well just, you might as well just come join us every Sunday. We'd love to have you. And uh, it's been a wonderful Christmas. It's been a great New Year. And thank you for being uh, such a great church and for all you did. We had a great day Sunday, and uh, God was so good to us. Brother uh, Andrew is back here, and Chase. It was so wonderful to see uh, Father, Son get baptized and see their family join the church. And uh, boy, if that doesn't stir your heart, if that doesn't bless you, then you're probably backslidden or you're not paying attention, one of the two. Uh, And I don't ever want to get over it. Uh, the fact of when someone gets saved or someone uh, gets makes a decision for Christ. Brother Fats, when you told me uh, last Sunday morning, uh, you told me about three folks that trusted Christ to save your last Saturday, and I think you had Tristan with you. Was it you and Tristan? I tell you, that, that blesses me. And uh, it's, it scares me to think that there may come a day where I could hear about somebody getting saved or I could hear about somebody making a decision or somebody surrendering to serve God, and then it's just old hat. I hope it never becomes old hat. I want it to be always exciting. And uh, there's a bunch of people out there that get excited about their football teams, and I'm not against that, uh, or they get excited about different things. But there's nothing that can compare with a soul coming to know Jesus Christ as their Savior. That's what it's all about. Next Wednesday, we will get back into Master Clubs, and so I'm excited about that. Of course, this Sunday be a regular schedule. be a wonderful time. Psalm 51, this is not a part of a series. This is just one message for tonight that I hope will be a help to you. Uh, I hope for folks that are not here, I hope they'll watch it, whether they're watching it tonight or they'll go back and listen, because I think it's something that will help all of us as we start the new year. Psalm 51, the Bible tells us in this passage that David, of course, we know that he had sinned. We don't find that in this passage, but we see his prayer of repentance. We see his prayer of confession. We see his desire to get right with God. And I won't read the whole psalm, but I want you to go with me to verse number two. David says in Psalm 51, verse two, wash me thoroughly from mine iniquity and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions and my sin is ever before me. Verse number seven, purge me with hyssop and I shall be clean and wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Verse number 10, create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Cast me not away from thy presence and take not thy Holy Spirit from me. Restore, verse 12, restore unto me the joy of thy salvation and uphold me with thy free spirit. 
I'd like to speak tonight on the subject of pushing the reset button for 2020. Now, some of you are high tech, some of you are not. But I think we all can understand the concept if you have a computer. How many of you have a computer or you have used a computer, you, you know what a computer is? All right, good, that's most of us, okay? How about this? How about a cell phone? How many of you have one of those? Or you have had one of those, okay? Isn't it amazing with technology that there are some times where there's nothing wrong with your computer? There's nothing wrong with your cell phone. There's nothing wrong with your device, but it will freeze. It'll stop. It'll be, it'll be not working. And there's no logical explanation. It's just, it's not working. It's not working properly. It's not functioning. It's not operating. Something is wrong with it. And you try everything. You know, you push all the different buttons and all the different sequences and that doesn't work. And, you know, control, alt, delete or whatever you do for your computer. And you can't get it to do anything. And sometimes you just have to push that button that says reset or restart. And you know, in the Christian life, there's times where you got to push the reset button. Now, I'm not saying that everyone here tonight that you automatically, you know, because it's the beginning of a new year that you have to do something drastic. Although I think there are some here that you probably do need to do something drastic. And the reason I say that is because over the course of a year, you stop reading your Bible. Now you say, Pastor, this is cream of the crop. I understand. But did you know it's possible to come to church and not even read your Bible? Maybe during the course of this year, you have stopped for whatever reason. You got too busy. You just got frustrated. You got overwhelmed. Maybe you've stopped your prayer life. It's time to push that reset button. Maybe over the course of a year, you stopped even carrying gospel tracts and you stop telling people about Jesus and it used to be a concern for you, but it's not anymore. It's time to push the reset button. Maybe you used to tithe and you used to give and you used to be obedient to what God has commanded concerning finances, but maybe you stopped. Maybe you got behind. Maybe you got overwhelmed. Whatever the case may be, tonight's a good night to push the reset button and it's good to go back to doing the things that God has commanded us to do. Now, it says in 2 Corinthians 5, if any man be in Christ, he's a new creature, brand new. Old things are passed away, and behold, all things are become new. Now, that is salvation. When David is speaking here in Psalm 51, he's not talking about salvation. He was already saved, but he was talking about getting right with God. And in order to get right with God, there's times we've got to push that reset button and go back to where we used to be and where we should be with God. Would you notice a few words in Psalm 51 I'd like to draw your attention to? Verse number 10, we find the word create. Verse number 10, we find the word renew. And in verse number 12, we find the word restore. I'd like to preach for a few moments on pushing the reset button for 2020. Lord, I pray you'd help us. I pray that you would help me to be very 
clear. I pray I'd be very direct. I pray that you'd help me to be filled with the Holy Spirit in presenting these truths that you've given uh, to me and that I'm going to do my best tonight to convey to these dear people. Lord, I pray that this would not come across as a chastisement because, Lord, indeed, I know that I am in need of these things as much as anyone. Lord, it's easy to get cold. It's easy to become callous. It's easy to become complacent to the things of God. But I pray tonight that we would push the reset button and I pray we'd have a fresh and a new start to a new year with your help and with your power. We pray in Jesus' name, amen. I'd like to give you three thoughts tonight. We won't be long. Number one, how do we push the reset button? How do we get back to where we used to be, to where we need to be, to where we ought to be, number one, it's found in verse 10. It says, create in me a clean heart. Number one is confession of sin. Now, I know this sounds so elementary. I know it sounds so basic. But as Christians, once we get saved, God forgives us and God washes us from all our sin. But that doesn't mean that we stop sinning after we get saved. As a matter of fact, we still have the old nature. We still have the sinful nature. And the Bible tells us that when we sin, we are to confess our sin. And if we confess our sin, aren't you glad God is faithful and just to do what? Forgive us our sin and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Number one is confession of sin. The Bible says create in me. David says create. That means to shape or to form. It means to give some new conditions or some new circumstances to my life. David said, Lord, I've sinned. David had sinned. He had committed adultery with Bathsheba. He had uh, 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 had Uriah, Bathsheba's husband, sent out into the battlefield where he would be killed. He had covered his sin. He had tried to hide his sin. He had tried to make everybody think that he was okay and he was doing what was right. But it took a prophet by the name of Nathan to come to David and said, Oh, no, David, you didn't get away with anything. God knows. And thou art the man. You have sinned against God. And David in Psalm 51, he gets to a place where he says, God, I need you to create in me. I need you to form in me or shape in me a clean heart. You see, the human heart, the sinful heart that we have, the Bible says it is deceitful above all things. It is desperately wicked. Who can know it? There's times where you'll read about some awful crime or some awful act of violence or some uh, awful deed that is done, and you say, I can't believe that anybody could do that. And we say that. But the truth is there's no limit to how far a person can go when they get away from God. There's no limit to how far a person can go and how wicked and how sinful a person can go because our heart is inherently wicked. It is deceitful and it must be cleansed. Well, I tell you, isn't that a wonderful feeling when something gets clean? The other night, my wife, just, she just made the comment to me out of nowhere, and she does a wonderful job with our house and all that stuff. But she, I just, I love a clean house. And can I tell you, I do too. Now, I don't, can't say I contribute a lot to a clean house, but I do like a clean house. Um, I love a clean car. Isn't it a good feeling after your car has just been filthy? And if you have children in your car, you know what you've got. 
goldfish crackers and crumbs and wrappers and Sunday school pages from however long since the last time, you know, you clean the car and boy, you just get that car clean and oh, it just feels good. I remember in Bible college, uh, I remember the feeling, brother Dan, you remember these days as Bible college students where you, you get your laundry done. And in Bible college, you don't do laundry every other day or, you know, three times a week or whatever. It's about whenever you need to, when it's like, I have no more clothes clean. You know, got to get them all clean. And you go to the laundromat or you go to the washroom, whatever, and you get them all clean. And, oh, it's such a good feeling. Can I tell you, it's such a wonderful feeling when you know that your heart is clean before God. It's a wonderful feeling when you can sing, nothing between my soul and the Savior. When you know that you have confessed your sin, there's nothing in your heart, there's nothing in your life between you and God that you have not said, God, I'm sorry, I confess it, I was wrong, will you forgive me, will you cleanse me? And by the way, he will forgive and he will cleanse. That's how that reset button gets pressed, when there's a confession of sin. Sin is sin. No matter how big it seems, no matter who knows about it, no matter what is true about that sin, it's still sin. You may not have sinned like David. You may not have sinned uh, as, as badly as somebody else. But friend, we are all sinners and we all have a heart that is dirty. That word uh, clean, it means to be pure. It doesn't just mean I'm a little bit cleaner than the next guy. It means I'm pure and I'm right with God. This year, let's push the reset button and let's confess our sin so that our fellowship with God can be restored like it was for David. Number one, confession of sin. Number two, would you notice the second part of verse 10? It says, created me a clean heart, O God, and renew. That word renew, of course, here we are the first day of the new year. This is New Year's Day. The word renew, it means simply to be new. It means to make something a fresh and a new. And David said, Lord, I need you to renew a right spirit within me. Now, when I look at the word right, I just automatically think of righteous or just. But that word right, it's actually got a little bit different uh, uh, definition, a little bit different meaning. That word right, it means to be steadfast. It means to be Focused. It means to be fixed. It means you have got it nailed down that you are going to be steadfast in your relationship with the Lord. You know, I want that reset button to be pressed. I want to be renewed in my spirit. I want to have a spirit that is right, a spirit that is steadfast. So number one is a confession of sin, but number two, I see a commitment to the Savior. I see a steadfast, a firm and established spirit that says, I am going to be committed to Jesus. I'm not worried about the commitments to everybody and everything else, although I think you ought to fulfill your commitments. I think you ought to be faithful to work and I think you ought to be faithful to your family and I think you ought to be faithful to pay your bills and do all those things. Absolutely. But can I tell you, even more than that ought to be our commitment to Jesus. And David said, would you renew a right, a steadfast spirit within me? I wonder what is it in 2019 that weakened your commitment? Maybe you used to be committed, maybe in the ministry or maybe 
in your prayer life or maybe in your Bible reading or maybe in your giving. Maybe you used to be committed. Maybe you used to be committed to being a soul winner. Maybe you used to be committed to praying for our missionaries. Maybe you used to be committed to uh, inviting people to church and, and following up with people that were out of church, but maybe you've lost that commitment. Friend, I want to tell you, let's renew our commitment to Jesus like never before in 2020. I want to have a right spirit renewed in me. Number one is a confession of sin. Number two is a commitment to the Savior. But then I want you to look at verse number 12. It says in verse number 12, David says, Restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. That word restore, it literally means to go back or to turn back to where you used to be. Now, David here is not talking about a clean heart. He's not talking about a right or a steadfast spirit. Here in this verse, David is talking about getting back to where he had joy. And you know, I want to have a clean heart. I want my heart to be pure, and I want my heart to be right, and I want to have a right spirit, and I want my, my heart to be, to be committed to God. But can I tell you this? I also want to get the joy back. And if you've lost the joy, maybe, maybe 2019, maybe it beats you up. Maybe 2019 was a rough year, and you say, Pastor, you're talking about what a great year 2019 was. It was the worst year I've ever had in my life. Maybe that's you. Can I tell you, you can get the joy back. And I can get the joy back, and we can have the joy of our salvation restored. The word joy, of course, simply means gladness, rejoicing, cheerfulness. And David said, I want God, I want you to restore unto me the joy of thy salvation. Number three is a concentration, a focus, a return to salvation. You say, well, pastor, what do you mean a return to salvation? I've already been saved. Yeah, me too. But can I tell you, I want to get back to my salvation being my focus instead of my salvation being an afterthought. You know, we lose the joy when we forget what God did for us. We lose the joy of salvation when we start to think, you know, I'm a pretty good person. I'm a really solid church member, and I'm just a, I'm the world's greatest husband, and I'm the uh, world's greatest father, and I, boy, I'm God's gift to humanity. Can I tell you, when you start to think that it's because of you, or I start to think it's because of me, watch out for a train wreck. Watch out for trouble and watch out for a disaster because it's not about you and it's not about me. I didn't get saved because Jeremy Coburnett was a good guy. I got saved as a sinner that had no hope of salvation and there was nothing I could do to earn my salvation. It was all the grace of God that gave me salvation and deliverance and a home in heaven. And I must get back to concentrating on salvation. You see, when you start to think about your salvation, you get your joy back. When you think about what Jesus did for you and how much Jesus loves you, you get your joy back. When you start to think about what Jesus can do for somebody else like he did for you, boy, that'll give you your joy back. When you start to get a, a, a focus on your salvation and on the cross and on Calvary and on the gospel, notice verse number 13 you get a desire to tell somebody else about it. Verse 13, then will I teach 
transgressors thy ways, and sinners shall be converted unto thee. You know, many Christians need to push the reset button and just get back to being a witness. But you know what would help you and you know what helps me in being a witness? Is when I get my joy back. When I start to concentrate on my salvation. When I confess my sin. When I get my heart right. When I get my spirit right. And I say, God, I need you to do a work in me. And when God does a work in me, and I tell you, it causes me to say, I want to help somebody else know Jesus. I want somebody else to experience the joy. I want somebody else to experience the thrill that comes from serving God. Tonight, I don't know what you're going through spiritually. Maybe you finished out. Maybe December was the best month you've ever had spiritually. But maybe December, or November, or October, or maybe the summer, maybe there were some months where you struggled. Aren't you glad that 2020 is a fresh start? It's a new day. It's a new opportunity. It's a new chance that God has given us to serve him. And we could push the reset button. and We could get back to where God wants us to be. And wouldn't that be wonderful? Sunday morning to have a church filled with people on fire, committed, consecrated, determined to be right with God and walk with God. There's no limit to what God can do if we will push that reset button and get things right with Him. Thank you for listening to the preaching podcast of Victory Baptist Church in Roanoke Rapids, North Carolina, led by Pastor Jeremy Coburnett. For more information about our ministry, please visit our website at vbcrr.org. May God bless you as you serve Him this week. Thank you.